call to worship. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced, you, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord, our God. His judgments are on all the earth. Father, you are eternal God. 
Your only begotten Son, Jesus, is eternal God. Your word is eternal. And Psalm 119 goes to great length to teach us that your very thoughts, your precepts, your statutes, and your laws are enduring. If we would meditate on the Ten Commandments alone, we would marvel at how succinct they are, how needed they are, and how timeless they are. But we often treat them as mere recommendations to be neglected whenever it suits our purposes. We often treat our appetites as idols to be constantly fed, ignoring that it is we ourselves that are being consumed, for sin leads to death. But you, eternal God, mighty to save, promise us in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just, and you will forgive our sins, and you will purify us from all unrighteousness. This is a great and gracious deal. Thank you for forgiveness in Jesus Christ, and help us to keep short accounts with you through our confession today and every day. Amen. Um, Jesus told us to greet one another in love, and in a moment we'll offer each other an expression of peace without favor or prejudice, because God is not a respecter of persons. It may be a kiss or a hug or an open hand that is free of stones and sticks and swords, or a gentle fist bump, a wave, a smile, a text message, or a friendly emoji. However you do it, let it be a symbol of welcome and of pleasure and of God's love for that person to give them a moment of peace in their life. It also reminds us that Jesus calls us to be peacemakers in the church and in the world. People who recognize that we are in a spiritual battle, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. People who don't need to win every argument. People who pray for his grace to overcome our resentments and bitterness. People who are willing to forgive those who have wronged us. People who seek and accept forgiveness when we have offended God or others. People who know that only Jesus, who bears the royal title Prince of Peace, can give us peace, beyond understanding, in any circumstance, and for eternity. Uh, so welcome to everyone, whether you're here with us or in the sanctuary or online or later in the day, as um, Phyllis mentioned. Um, let's take a few minutes to share God's peace here and online.
Amen. So as promised, we are going to have another hymn sing today where you all will have an opportunity to select some of our favorite hymns and songs from the hymnal and we'll sing them together as a group. We are also going to take some requests from folks online today. And so I want to start with a request that was emailed to us during the week from Maisie. And so this is number 465, 465, What's a Friend We Have in Jesus. 465. And this hymn was uh, written by Joseph Scriven in a letter of comfort to his mother who was seriously ill. It was actually never intended to be published, but a, another friend had discovered it and it became one of our greatest, most loved hymns. Number 465. Take requests. Yes. It could either be 603 or 604 Lamb of God. 603 or 604. Okay. Um, let's go with 604. Lamb of God. You take away the sins of the world. This is the famous words of the Agnus Dei which Christians have been using in their worship for many, many centuries. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. on us, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, grant us peace, grant us peace. That's okay. 
Okay, not quite the one we're thinking, but that's okay. You knew that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yes, we have Kathy. Okay, we have a request online. An online request for? Okay, it's all right. Old Rugged Cross? The Old Rugged Cross, which is number, let's see who can find it first. Number... In front, in memory of Martha Mitchell's father. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, number. Uh, I'm not sure it's in this hymnal. Well, let's see what we know by memory. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dear Lamb of God for a world of lost What's next? Yes. 696? 626. 626. Number 626. As the deer. Excellent. This is a somewhat newer song written by Marty Nystrom. And um, uh, it's uh, straight from, inspired by Psalm 42. Excellent. Okay, to God be the glory, requested by Pastor Ian's sister. 
Number 634. Number 488, I was there to hear your morning cry. This was a um, song written in 1985. It's become uh, used for a lot of uh, baptisms. Uh, very nice song. So 488, 488. I was there to hear your morning cry. I'll be there when you are old. I rejoice the day you were baptized to see your life unfold. I was there when you were but a child with a faith to suit you blaze of light you wandered off to find where demons dwell let's go to verse three in the middle ages of your life not too old no longer young i'll be there to guide you through the night complete what i One more surprise. Verse 4. 
Excellent. 664. Morning has broken. Awesome. Great. 664. An online request for Amazing Grace, number 649. That's 649.
Yes. Was that 336? 336? Awesome. 336. Sorry, just switching books. 336. We gather together. Excellent. Often thought of as a Thanksgiving hymn, but it can be appropriate throughout the year. So let's sing this together, number 336. Number 39. All right, we have a, a second on that one too. All right, number 39. Great is thy faithfulness.
think we have time for one more, maybe. Six hundred and twenty-seven. Okay, number six hundred and twenty-seven. Six hundred twenty-seven. I love you, Lord. that is our prayer that our songs our hymns every time we gather to worship that it would be a sweet sound in your ear may you be glorified through our music and through our lives we pray this in your name your son's name jesus amen well thank you everyone for selecting so many wonderful hymns these past two weeks uh, we're now going to continue with our gospel reading from this morning for this morning Good. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, 
Whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaim, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. Jesus died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, who you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and have seen Abraham. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Well, Jesus is in quite a conversation. Take two. Well, Jesus is in quite a conversation here with some of the religious folks of his day, right? If we go back a few verses earlier, before the passage, Jesus had just told those, some of these people who are claiming Abraham as their father, that actually they belong to a different father, the devil. And so as you can imagine, these religious folks are pretty upset at this point. And you know what happens when people get upset, right? They start attacking you, right? And so uh, they look at Jesus and they come up with these wild charges against him. Aren't you a Samaritan? And aren't you demon-possessed? Yet Jesus, with his infinite patience, gives them a calm answer. I am not possessed by a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. So here Jesus is claiming to be victorious over death, and at that point, they lose it, the religious leaders, right? They go, now we know that you're demon-possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys you will never taste death? Are you greater than Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Have we ever perhaps maybe said that to our kids? Who do you think you are? But now think about this for a moment. They just said that to Jesus. The Son of God. But let's go back to the previous question. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Remember, Father Abraham, the one who believed in hope against all hope and so became the father of many nations, the one through whom all nations would be blessed, the one who believed God and who was credited to him as righteousness the one who is known as God's friend, Father Abraham. You know that today, if someone is really great, they might get a title of being called, you've heard this before, the GOAT, right? The greatest of all time. In the sports world, uh, many would suggest perhaps a Tom Brady, 
a Babe Ruth, a Michael Jordan, a Wayne Gretzky, etc. If this conversation was taking place with 2021 lingo, Abraham, as their most revered patriarch, would have been under serious consideration to be the greatest of all time. And to suggest oneself to perhaps be greater than Abraham would have been quite a significant claim. But Jesus, once again in humility, replies, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. And then they go back and reply, you're not, you're not yet 50 years old, and you have seen Abraham? And Jesus replies with our key verse for today. Very truly I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. Before Abraham was born, I am. Perhaps this statement doesn't seem so bold to us today, but wow, what a bold statement to say to those people at that time. They were ready to kill him. Remember, I am was a name that was known to the Jews as a name to be used for God, the name that which God had told Moses to use. And on top of that, Jesus had just said that Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus' day. Now, Abraham lived a very long time ago. But be, even before he was born, Jesus was and is and remains the great I am. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just look at the grammar. Abraham was born, past tense, because Abraham lived for a certain number of years in the past. He was born and then he died, just as the prophets were born and then died. But Christ can always say, I am present tense, because he always is. There was an interesting episode in the life uh, of humility in Abraham's life, where he was met by a priest named Melchizedek, and was blessed by this priest, and Abraham even presented a tithe to this priest Melchizedek. In the book of Hebrews, we learn that this priest Melchizedek foreshadows Jesus, as Jesus would be a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. In all of this, the reality is that not even the great father Abraham, nor anyone, could ever compare with the greatness of Jesus Christ. So, if Jesus is greater than even Abraham, and if Jesus is eternal, and is forever one with God the Father, what does all of that mean for us today? First, when we put together all of these I am statements together, we need to paint a bigger picture of who Jesus is. More than just a historical figure, more than just a great teacher, more than just a moral leader, Jesus is the everlasting Son of God, our source of life. And as we said last week, we need Jesus. Secondly, if Jesus is the eternal great I am, he is able to handle all the storms of our lives. Even the storm Henri, which we find ourselves in the middle of right now. Sadly, Jesus' claims were rejected that day. He would slip away to avoid being stoned. And we know that soon thereafter, Jesus would eventually be crucified on a cross for our sins. 
But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus, the one who is greater than even Abraham, hung on a cross and was victorious over death, that if we believe in him, we might be forgiven and have eternal life. So let us continue our worship humbly and with awe. Let us worship Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the true vine, the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection and the life, the bread of life, the Lamb of God, and the one who is I am, even before Abraham was born. Amen. Now I'd like to invite John to come up and play a song for us.
we come now to share our joys and concerns. Are there any joys and concerns from the Denise? Does Denise know? <laughs> Any other joys and concerns? Yes? Kathy. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to repeat them all. Is that it? Okay. Lord, we come to you to share our joys and concerns, our hopes our fears, knowing full well that even without speaking them out loud, you know our hearts. We pray today and thank, give thanks for 51 years of wedded bliss for the Millards. We also pray for their cousin Glenn, who is in palliative care and has had quite a long ordeal of it, and his mother, too, who suffers. Continued prayers for the Quast family, their loss of their beloved Ray, I refer you also to the bulletin and the order of worship that includes many other prayers and concerns of our congregation. We pray for all those who are mourning loved ones. Continue prayers for the Pomerantz family and all who face health issues. Prayers for those who are struggling with loneliness and depression, especially during these times of isolation. And prayers that we share silently that you are known to you as well as us. Lord, we come before you today knowing that you are the one and only Lord. You sent your son from the throne in heaven to die for us, that we might have eternal life. He taught us to love you and to love and treat our neighbors as we would be treated ourselves. Free us from the petty grievances and differences and let us know that we are all your children. Show us to be thankful for all that you give us each and every day. Everything can change in an instant. Let us be grateful and thankful for each moment that we have. Lord, we pray for the people of Haiti and Afghanistan. We pray for those in the path of Henri. And we pray for our leaders that they might show wisdom and compassion. Lord, help us to remember that you are the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end. You were there before us, and you will be there after us. You are the great I am. Teach us to have faith in your wisdom and pl your plan for our lives. You are the Lord our God, and we worship you. And now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever. Amen. to everyone who participated today. I think it was just a wonderful, wonderful service and so nice to see everybody. It really was. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Go now into the world sharing God's light and know that you are loved. Mm -hmm.